This is Pamela Kuhn, and the curtain is up on Center Stage, the show about the arts and the artists behind their work. This is March 24th, 2020, and this is a time that every artist and performer around the world will never forget. It is a time when they have overnight and without warning lost their jobs. Broadway theaters closed, the Metropolitan Opera closed, museums closed, orchestral concerts closed. This is throughout the U.S. and the rest of the world. The ramifications of the coronavirus have taken its toll on all of us. But in the world of the performing arts, when the doors closed in theaters, it slammed shut the livelihood and paychecks of every performer. I am not insensitive enough to forget that everyone from all walks of life today are seeing their life ambition, work and income compromised as we work through the drama of this virus. But I also recognize that the life of artists, especially when they are often not given the financial compensation that they deserve, are living through precarious times. No work, no paycheck. They speculate on their future and ask the questions, how can we pay the bills? How can we bounce back from this setback? For the past week, social media has been alive with postings from artists who are desperate for help. And help has arrived in a way that I would equate with the very best of America, in community and community action. Immediately, Artist Relief Foundations and help sites were being set up online, artists helping other artists by raising money and donations to help those in need without a paycheck. And one of the first to recognize the need to help artists in this perilous time was Bear Opera, a small opera company that has set up the Artist Relief Fund, a resource to help those who have sung with this opera company and now cannot pay their bills. I had the pleasure in interviewing the members of Bear Opera a few years ago about their progressive and cooperative view of reinventing the operatic experience. So it is with no surprise that they are on the forefront of helping fellow artists in these trying times. Today I have as my guest, General Director and Co-Founder of Bear Opera, mezzo-soprano Kirsten Scott, a woman who has proven herself equally as a wonderful performer and dynamic artist advocate. She now leads the drive to provide artists who have been affected by the COVID-19 virus with the Artist Relief Fund, and she will be my partner today as we promote awareness to all my listeners of what is happening to the performing arts community. Welcome, Kirsten, to Center Stage. I'm so glad to have you. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) So glad to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Some outside of the performing arts world are not aware of simple facts about artists and their performing contracts. You know, many artists live from job to job. You and I know that, sometimes with huge gaps between the jobs. And now with the closure of literally every performing arts hall in the world, Kirsten, we are faced with an unprecedented crisis for performers without pay and in America with no backup resource, you know, from the government for help. As a performer yourself, can you enlighten us to the drama of what is happening to other performers? Absolutely. I mean, 
I almost immediately started seeing groups on Facebook reacting to the onslaught of cancellations, the wave really um, kind of tsunami, I guess, is actually a more appropriate term of cancellations and um, jobs being compromised. And so often um, these contracts uh, that are in place for small opera companies and large opera companies are, I think what it's called is pay to play. Um, So if you don't perform, you don't get paid, as you pointed out. And uh, it was immediate, the response on Facebook, friends, colleagues posting, all right, well, I've had my first cancellation officially. Let's see how this goes. And then, you know, threads continuing on and continuing on with comments about further jobs lost and jobs into April. And uh, even recently I saw that summer festival seasons were getting canceled. Uh, so that's not just a few weeks of, of income that is compromised, no longer existing for artists. It's, we're talking months, and that is really terrifying when there is no um, kind of comprehensive government um, support in place for this kind of profession. Exactly, exactly. If we were in Europe, we would still be being paid, let's say, if you had a contract with a German opera house. Absolutely. Uh, Europe has a different model. Um, they certainly uh, appreciate the arts. And opera is also very much um, a part of the culture there, whereas in America it's always been a fight um, to keep opera alive here. That's why Bear Opera even started. It was in response to um, a demand, a need to reach younger audiences um, with kind of innovative new ways of approaching opera. Um, and so we've already been facing a struggle um, as a classical arts um, community, as an opera community. Um, this extends beyond opera, though, obviously, it's performing arts in general. But, uh, you know, it's already a challenge. And now to have this coronavirus uh, crisis on top of that, it's the future is quite daunting. And we really didn't see the the widespread shutdown of all the theaters and opera houses, did we? And I mean, one can never imagine being without the performing arts. One can't imagine being without Broadway, for instance. Yeah, it's very difficult to to kind of process. I think that I think I'm seeing also a lot of colleagues becoming very innovative. Mm-hmm. They're spending their time in isolation because obviously uh, they don't have a source of income now. We don't have a timeline or any sense of when this will be over, when we can return to some sense of normal. And what's remarkable is that we are seeing, we are realizing that there is um, just a wealth of talent um, out there because people are heading to the Internet and posting videos on Instagram, all over social media, YouTube, just not even in an effort to necessarily fundraise for themselves, even though I have seen people taking donations and things like that. They are just eager to get their art out there and be heard because art feeds the soul, and they recognize that in a time like this, we need art more than ever. That's right. So that's been really heartening to see, actually. So can you walk us through, you know, these relief funds that have popped up are just wonderful. I mean, there's COVID-19 resources for artists. There's art, the Artist Relief Tree. There's the Boston Artist Relief Fund, the Oregon Musicians Relief Fund, the Michigan Artist Relief Fund, and now the Rauschenberg Emergency Grant Program in New York City. When you uh, developed the Bear Opera Relief Fund, was, was this your brainchild, or did you just have a gut reaction to everything that was going on? Well, I mean, I took to Facebook kind of immediately and was seeing how everyone was responding to what 
seemed to be happening. It was an incredible loss and mm-hmm. fear for our futures, uh, both financially and artistically. Just we do what we love, and to not be able to do what we love is, is I think, just as terrifying as the, the financial loss oh, that we're absolutely. facing. Uh, but I saw the reaction, and I just really, uh, my heart bled, and I started posting uh, offers to my friends on my private Facebook account saying, I, I will start a GoFundMe for you individually. I, you know, I'm pretty good at fundraising. <laughs> Send me your information. If you have any canceled contracts, I can, I can be your advocate. I can be your ally, and I can help you um, make up this difference. And then I realized that actually um, this was not a bad model to explore for Bear Opera. And while it's a 501c3 and not in a position to just give out money, it's not a foundation and we can't exactly give grants, um, but we can provide a benefit program to our former artists mm-hmm. who we have contracted. And uh, after speaking you know, with all the appropriate legal um, people about this, it occurred to me that this is something that most most companies, I'm, I don't think, do. We don't have a, an emergency fund in place to protect our artists. And really what I think is so important from, to learn from this whole experience is that no matter the size of the company, and Bear Opera is a small opera company in New York City, but no matter the size, this is the kind of stuff that we need to be thinking about for the future, about not only protecting the art, which is why why we're here in the first place, why we started as a company uh, to protect the art in the future of opera, we need to also simultaneously be thinking about protecting the artists because without them, the arts cannot continue. That's right. So, yeah, so the Artist Relief Fund has really come, came into being because of this realization that we need to be protecting our artists as if they are family um, on a company-by-company level since the government support is not there. So can you walk us through how artists can repl- uh, can apply for these relief funds? Yes. So um, first of all, the ones that I'm most familiar with uh, was is the Artist Relief Tree, which is just a remarkable initiative. Um, it's been started by several people um, working in the classical arts community, um, and it was just launched uh, with a goal of raising, I think it was, maybe $30,000 initially, and now they're up to hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. Um, and the goal is to be able to provide $250 to each artist who applies, kind of without question, as long as you can prove that you are an artist, um, a, an active performing artist, uh, you can, you're eligible to receive this funding. And that is being distributed uh, by the five people who are part of that kind of uh, initiative. And that's through Facebook, and they also now have an Instagram, um, all called the Artist Relief Tree. Uh, so if you just Google Artist Relief Tree, you'll get a number of hits on that one. But what I'm seeing with that, while it's an incredible initiative, the demand, they've, they posted the other day that they've received thousands of requests. I'm ready, sure. And that is only going to increase, which is why their goal to fundraise increased. But it's $250, which is going to help somebody pay for their internet bill, mm-hmm. their electricity, or their heat and hot water, or food. Um, but these are this is not something that's going to sustain people for a long time. So uh, there are other things that people can apply to. Also, if people are AGMA members, so that's the uh, American Guild of Musical Artists that um, is for ballet and opera 
I know that all the unions, if you're a member of them, you you have the ability to apply for support there. Um, but everything has a different process. There is no streamlined application process, which can be very daunting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm an artist trying to gather the right materials to prove that there is a need, which I know can be very frustrating. But there there are these initiatives out there. And from Bear Opera, um, as an example, we just asked that our artists email us a contract that was canceled. So this is where we are approaching it. Everyone approaches it slightly differently, and we're approaching it from a provide us with a canceled contract, and we will try our best, given however much we fundraise, to cover up to 75% of your canceled contract as a result of this COVID-19 crisis. Um, But you set the guidelines. Each of these artist relief funds have a different set of guidelines, um, and really the best tool is going to be literally going and Googling um, each of these initiatives and going to the page uh, where they say exactly what you need to do to submit for support, which usually is extremely clear because they do want to get you the money as soon as possible. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And have all of your artists applied for this within Bear, Bear yeah. Opera? No, actually, we have something. We have over 200 artists who are uh, who this could apply to, who are eligible to receive funding. Mm-hmm. So far, we've received a handful of formal applications, and I have reached out to uh, our artist community personally, and the the reaction I'm hearing is actually, uh, I'm waiting out. I'm waiting this out to see to see where, where my need is the most, where, what I what my greatest need is. Um, and a lot of people are finding that with one canceled contract in, say, May, they are, they're not financially put out to an extreme, um, but they are also considering the fact that their summer contracts may fully get canceled, and that would mean that they would reach out to us. So this is really an ongoing fundraising mm-hmm. effort. It doesn't stop in a week. It continues beyond well beyond today um, and we expect to see even more rolling applications as people's contracts continue to be cancelled. I mean we saw that with the Met just the other day cancelling their season. This this is crushing news that the Metropolitan Opera has completely cancelled the rest of their season and unfortunately laying off all the orchestra and choir members. People are in a nanosecond left without a ray of hope and I'm so touched Kirsten that you actually started with that that idea of a GoFundMe campaign to help people. You you really are generous and you really are an artist advocate. Thank you. I really I really do believe though that if it comes to it and people are not able to um, find the funding that they need uh, to replace these contracts and just survive the next however many months it will be um, weeks or months, I think that people need to seriously consider things like GoFundMe. I know people, as I said earlier, are uh, doing concerts online, making a little bit of money by donations um, directly to their Zenmo accounts, or they're getting very creative, but I don't think that that is a, um, it simply isn't enough, and it's not a sustainable model, and I think that literally just having people who care about uh, artists out there saying, I will advocate for you. Just somebody, social media is a very powerful tool in a That's moment right. like this when we are isolated. And, and we need it to stay together because so many feel yes. so isolated at this point. And we're seeing on social media also very famous artists put singing a, a song or an aria or singing out of their window as they've been doing in Italy and in other countries and, and trying to do what they do to keep going. It's very touching. Yeah, it's remarkable, but that's the, 
I mean, if somebody has made art, being an artist, a performing artist, this their career, then you know that there is um, quite a quite a le- level of creativity and dedication and determination within them, because it is not an easy field to get into Correct. and make your career. Correct. Very competitive. And I know of many young professional singers, and perhaps these might be the worst hit by this, you know, young, and they're trying to establish themselves in a competitive world. I know one singer who not only lost his singing jobs, but also his secondary desk job. Now his supplement is gone. I mean, can I ask you right now the big question? What are your thoughts about the future of the arts after this crisis? And do you think we will be able to come back to where we left off? (laughs) It's a big one. I mean, it's a huge, it's a huge question, a huge looming question uh, on all of our minds. I personally think that the arts community will forever be changed by this. I, I know that there will be a significant amount of loss uh, beyond what we've already experienced. And obviously, I'm not even talking about um, loss of people in this case, which uh, is a looming fear as well, but loss of opportunities, jobs, companies. Uh, it, it's a really, it's a real, this is a real moment happening um, and a real shift, I think. But I think also on a more positive note, after this is all over, we will be faced with a very uh, important moment for, for classical arts and opera. Is how do we move forward? Yeah. How do we prevent, how do we make our art forms sustainable in a, in, a, in a world that goes, you know, completely on lockdown because of something like a pandemic? Mm-hmm. How do we deal with this in the future and make ourselves invincible um, to moments like these so that we can go on and so that people can survive? Uh, and I think people will get creative because that's what we do. We are creative individuals who come together as a community. And, and when all those ideas come together, it's really something magical. So I've got to believe that we're going to enter into an era of completely new, like a kind of music making um, and art creation that we haven't seen yet because we've all faced this incredible um, moment of tragedy and, and fear um, right now. And do you think we will eventually, after this, gain help from government forces? Wow. I mean, so much of that is tied into the political scene, I think, and, uh, and what the priorities um, of those politics are. I think we can advocate for ourselves, uh, but I, I really do think that there has to be um, kind of support from politicians right. uh, and yeah. and lawmakers to really support the arts and the example is set globally um you know in in western europe there is a huge support for the arts that we all know uh very well and we have a model set for us and we haven't followed that example yet so it would be really really wonderful though to see that happen and and as a as a result of um this kind of um shedding light on that issue Well said. Uh, This is Pamela Kuhn on Center Stage, and I am speaking with singer, artist advocate, and general director of Bear Opera, Kirsten Scott, about the Artist Relief Fund established by Bear Opera and those popping up across the nation to help artists now whose livelihoods have been devastated by theater closures. You know, um, I've heard you perform with Bear Opera in the past, and I know you've had this great career, and you're always a great spokeswoman and presenter for the opera, and your your company is so wonderful. 
Um, I kind of sense, I kind of sense in the future, maybe beyond the coronavirus issues, um, you might be looking at heading up a, a major opera house. I don't know. Kirsten, what do you think? <laughs> well, that would be a dream, wouldn't it? <laughs> it might be. It might be. So how, how, how important is diversifying right now for artists in this time? There is absolutely nothing we need to be doing more of than diversifying right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I think also um, all, all these side the side jobs that people have that are also getting jeopardized that you mentioned mm-hmm. the the need to create and innovate not just art but anything anything at all right now um, is really there and. Uh, is the only thing I think that's going to get us through financially these moments. Um, I definitely feel the pressure myself, and certainly I'm, I'm trying to get creative on my own with my live streaming on Instagram and, and outreach to the community, trying to engage people because it seems like the only thing that we really can control right now, and um, it's actually quite comforting as well. So I think everybody is going to be, will be seeing more and more of that kind of content out there of artists being creative and diversifying so that they can um, make a little bit of extra money and and explore other um, possible opportunities to secure their future in the event that maybe this isn't possible. I think right. we're also right. all coming up with a backup plan. Um, oh, that's <laughs> I think fantastic. everybody probably, fantastic. even outside the arts, is trying to come up with a backup plan right now. <laughs> Absolutely. Kirsten, I know Jessica Fischenfeld is known to you, and I actually have a quote from her. I asked her for a statement, and she's a New York City-based soprano. This is Jessica Fischenfeld, and she says, This pandemic has single-handedly devastated the entire performing arts community on several fronts. Select performers who have had consistent principal work at top-tier opera houses or salaried positions in high-level choruses or longer-running Broadway shows may have enough funds saved up to get through this month comfortably, though still out of thousands of dollars of expected income. However, the majority of our community is made up of artists living contract to contract while maintaining a side hustle to fill in the gaps. With the canceling of all performances and now the closing of all restaurants, many of my performer friends with service industry jobs here in New York City and elsewhere are completely unemployed until further notice. This is a terrifying reality and there is no plan C for many. However, take artists off the stage and they will find a way to continue to create, share and entertain audiences and each other. On behalf of my community, I hope that everyone out there who is able to give to these artist relief funds will give, because when push comes to shove, I don't think anyone wants to live in a world without us. That Those are the words of Jessica Fischenfeld, a wonderful soprano, and you can find out more information uh, about her on jessicafischenfeld.com. Um, it's true, isn't it, Kirsten Scott? That Absolutely. How can we imagine a world without... Uh, about, Without music, without art, with without orchestras, we it's take not it a for world granted. I live in, for sure, mm-hmm. it's, it's really... uh, and that was beautifully said. I mean, Jessica really hit the nail on the head there, and also pointing out that if you are able at this moment, and we understand that there are so many people who are not, but if we, if you are able to donate to these kinds of artist relief funds, really consider 
giving because this is this is not um, a normal ask for donations to sponsor a production or specific concert. This is literally the future of art that needs to be supported. Absolutely. Well said. Well said. I have another quote, Kirsten, and this is interesting because it comes from the West Coast with violinist Brittany Bolding with the Seattle Symphony. And I love her words. She says, during these troubling times, we must continue to create. We must strive to look inward and find inspiration in our mutual solitude. And yet our fundamental purpose is to share our art with the world. This is part of the struggle we now face. Social media helps, but nothing can replace live music. I hope we will support each other musically, emotionally, financially, and that there will be an outpouring of love for the arts because art is what sustains us when all else fails. That's totally 100% right, isn't it, Kirsten? Oh, absolutely. And and honestly, that was so beautiful and very <laughs> makes me feel very emotional because it is uh, extremely real and and I couldn't agree with it more. And the need to support the arts and the need for artists to continue creating. And, you know, I also wanted to say that Oftentimes, I think that performing arts gets a bad rap because mm-hmm. we are, you know, we're egomaniacs, we are obsessed with ourselves, we're selfish, we think we're, we're absolute divas, whatever, you know, name-calling, you know, we've heard it. But it's really incredible that in this moment right now, all I'm seeing from all of these, you know, divas is generosity of spirit and generosity uh, with their art form, with their talent, and Mm -hmm. wanting to share it, and not for any kind of personal gain, except that there is something within them that needs to be expressed and needs to go out into the world, and we as the world get to appreciate that, and I can't, I just can't imagine a more um, kind of generous gesture at a time like this than to open up, you know, your art and your soul um, just because you feel called to do it. That's absolutely. Kirsten, I want to thank you for being with me today. This is Kirsten Scott from Bear Opera, and her love and support of fellow musicians and performing artists is felt in the space between her words. And thank you so much, my dear, for being my guest and my partner here. Thank you. Thank you so much. This is such an important thing, and you are a true art advocate as well. And and I know you are just a treasure. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much. And now I have some closing words, and this is my opinion. I wait to see real leadership from the White House, especially for us as artists, but I only see it in community and state action at this point. I am watching Americans holding on to their last glimmers of knowledge of who we are and of what we do best, and that is finding strength in ourselves. And as always, it is an art that we find such appropriate words to sum up our situation. And here are the words I want to leave you with from the song, The End of the Innocence, written by Bruce Hornsby and Don Henley. Oh, beautiful for spacious skies, but now those skies are threatening. They're beating plowshares into swords for this tired old man that we elected king. Armchair warriors often fail, and we've been poisoned by fairy tales. The lawyers clean up all details since daddy had to lie but I know a place where we can go and wash away this sin. We'll sit and watch the clouds roll by and the tall grass wave in the wind. Just lay your head back on the ground and let your hair spill all around me. Offer up your best defense, but this 
is the end. This is the end of the innocence. This is Pamela Kuhn, and the curtain is now down on center stage.